was a great conversation before all of our childhood memories. Uh, <laughs> how many of you actually got to play Dungeons and Dragons before the age of 20? I had oh, to yeah. put my hand down. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to. Yeah. No, no, no. Redbox, my brother got it when he was 12, and I was his eight-year-old accomplice. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> you were his, uh, his victim? Well, yeah, I was always his GM, and he would make OP characters, and I would make them gods, because, you know, he'd get artifacts and <laughs> kill dragons and kill gods, and yeah. That's, what you do That's how you play D&D. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So you were 18. eight. How old was he? 12. 12? Okay, so but you were the, he made you the GM? We would take turns. Okay. And he would make That's a character right. and he would kill a slotty uh I forgot the name of it. It was a very specific one that had this this death Sith and like he wanted to fight it and so I set it up and he killed it and so he got the Sith and it was a god. I'm like that's just how we played cuz we didn't I mean I'm from a small town with a uh uh population variable, right? I mean, so we didn't have a whole lot of people to play with. So it was just you know, eight-year-old brother and me. And Love him. it. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> uh, and Alicia, you said you were 18. Yeah, yeah. I got in just before 20. But, no, college, you know, had a friend that um, played. And when he found out I liked writing, he was just like, hey, I have a game you'll like. So, and he what, was uh, right. What system did you play, Alicia? Um, Let's see. The, so... When I started, I think like D&D 3.5 was like the big new thing. And so yeah. most of what I did was that. But the very first game I got in on was like one of the older modules. Uh, it might have even been one of the Gary Gygax things. But it was mm -hmm. like an, an Against the Giants campaign that they were already okay. like halfway through. So um, I just kind of jumped in in the middle of that with this little gnomish illusion illusionist. and. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm fairly certain that's second edition. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, yeah. right in the cusp when they're switching over. Yeah, uh, mine familiar. was 3.0, and I remember some friends I made in college uh, had the 3.0 player's handbook, and it came with a CD attached to the inside back cover that you could pull out, install on your computer, and it was a character generator. So you got to pick like the items and it helped you build all your stats out and select your items for level one. And that was got by, me hooked. Was it by AOL? Uh, yeah, I think it AOL. had an AOL subscription yeah. built into yeah. the disc that you could install <laughs> to get connected. Oh, man. Uh, 1999, 2000, somewhere in there. Jeez. That was forever ago. But we are here tonight. Uh, tell you what, uh, why don't you guys tell me what's going on this upcoming week? What have you guys got going on within the BPN? Well, Age of Heroes is recording every Monday night, except I think by the time this will release, we did not record this past Monday because we had illness, much, much illness in the pandemic. So we did not do a recording. Picking back up this next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time, Age of Heroes, D&D uh, 5e, and Greyhawk. Hannah and I have also got a live stream going on every Sunday night and Wednesday night, 8 p.m. What are we playing, Hannah? We're playing Mass Effect. Yeah, the new Legendary Edition. Mm -hmm. uh, we're playing through as Captain Jean-Luc Shepard, as Shepard. our fans have happily named him, <laughs> mm -hmm. instead of Shepard. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's cool. We've had a great turnout. Yeah. Uh, we also have Almighty Podcast releasing on Monday and Kyo Cinema every other Monday. So Kyo Cinema is simply for our patrons. 
Almighty Podcast is open to the public, though. Check it out if you like My Hero Academia. And at some point in the near future, we will have another episode of The Poe Show, the mm. most empowered show on the patio. Mm, I heard what you did there. Just saying. Hey, listen, you want to hear Poe wax poetic about something, anything at all? Write to him, fanmail at backpationetwork.com. One day, I want you to do an entire broadcast or advertisement using just Poe puns. Done. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Challenge it. accepted. I'm already nice. working on it. Every time I hear the Poe show, I hear it in like Chappelle show. The Poe show. The Poe show. Oh, that's beautiful. Like the, the, oh, yeah. you know? Matt, yes. you need to make the intro for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get on it. We have recording capabilities. We can make this happen. Yes. <laughs> I want it to all be in your vocals. No instruments, just you. Could okay, be Saki yeah. singing it. You don't want people, yes. oh, God. We're actually just going to take that like three second clip and repeat it a whole <laughs> over bunch. And over it's again. done. <laughs> We're good. That's modern music anyway, right? Yes. <laughs> all right, Casey, catch us up. All right, I am not going for a hero point this week. I'm actually going to try to go for a negative hero point. <laughs> okay. We were in a room. We talked about why we're there. We figured out that there's some weapons that we can enhance and that we're going against the opposite schools of the big bad, which we think is Karzuk. Walked into a room and they were like, I don't know, seven mummies, six mummies, and we killed them all. Yeah, that's pretty much sums it up pretty good. We even ran a little bit long last week even. So that means this week's going to be really short, right? Make yeah, up the time. obviously. I'll take your group. <laughs> I, I, didn't you get a hero point last <laughs> you week? Already, you already yeah, so you, you've been giving away hero points left and right. So <laughs> Actually, right now I'm maxed out. I have three hero points. Plus the one I guess we can give that we do. But like, yeah. I gotta be heroic. Hey, if Hannah can fit in more than 15 Poe puns in next week's ad- advertisement, <laughs> Poe can get a hero point. A hero point? Uh, There's one. Can, <laughs> is 15 too low? Have I set the bar too low? If I did, that's my fault. I set the bar too low. To be fair, we don't really use hero points all that much. You don't. Like, we really don't use them as often as we probably <laughs> should. I'm still going could. for it. But you I'm still, still use try them to hit 15. when you Every, need them. When we need them. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That is, it has saved some people's lives already just within RuneForge, I believe. All right. So yes, you guys are in a circular room. There's about 10 total alcoves in this room with sarcophagi in front of each little alcove. And the sarcophagi are made of gold. At least they look like they are made of gold. And then there are a set of double doors to the the maps kind of turned weird. So it's to the northeast. But as the map flies, it is directly in front of you, kind of like eastish. And we're completely out of combat, right? You are. You took out that last mummy, and you're just standing around in an empty room full of dusty mummies. Did Hadassah come back, or did Hadassah stay? Because I remember she was like feared. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. She a was a scared. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of like sheepishly making her way back as we ended last week. Um, and she kind of like shuffles forward. She's just like, sorry about that. That was, that was okay? my bad. Yeah, you all right? Yes. This, As mentioned before, this place can play, um, it can play tricks on your mind. And um, I am not immune. Apparently I'm not either. Everyone needs to go to the bathroom every once in a while. 
<laughs> she just looks at you funny. She's like, not around here. <laughs> Are the sarcophagi open like the, the mummies came out of them? Uh, no, they're actually all closed. All ten of them. Drotha wants to walk up to the first one on the right hand no, side. No, 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 no. Em- <laughs> 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 he was just going to ask if it's emanating magic. I'm not touching it. Okay. <laughs> He's just casting detect magic. Detect magic reveals no magic. Uh, can he do some sort of uh, check to see if it's like trapped, booby trapped, or if any of these? He wants to kind of check out all of them. I'm going to give you a passive perception check, and no, you don't notice anything. Okay. All right. So he's going to try and like maybe tinker with the first one. Does it have like an opening? Does it open? Yeah. Uh, there's actually not much of a latch over on the right side. So you're just able to pull it open. And when it's opened, it's empty. There is nothing inside. Does it look like the door scrapes the bottom of the uh, the floor at all? Like, can I tell whether or not? Or is it like up on a pedestal kind of? No, like it'll probably scrape the floor. Probably drag across, but it opens. It is okay. a well-built facility. I will say that. Completely flat. So I guess my question is, as Droth is walking around the room here, does he see scrapings on the floor like these have been recently opened, or has it been? is it well-polished flooring? It is well-polished flooring, and these that sarcophagi has probably not been opened in 10,000 years. Okay. I would say it's stale air, but there is magic in the runeforge that like refreshes the air naturally, so it, you don't notice that. Yeah. Does that magic also good. keep dust away as well? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a natural dusting environment. It's a dust-free. Okay. Jarl will go through and start opening each of these then, just to see if there's anything behind any of them. Roll initiatives. No, I'm kidding. Oh, they're they're oh all empty. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely H- had me. Hadassah will make her way into the room and kind of start looking around as well. Um, at one point, she'll kind of go over to one of the mummies and just kind of, like, crouch down and examine it a little bit more closely. Yeah, probably not much more than rags and dust at this point. She um, she frowns a little bit and uh, says, "There's something, there's something about these. Um, I think I recall a rumor, a, ru- a rumor about um, architects, maybe builders for the Roomforge for this section that had been immortalized in the Roomforge. I wonder if this is them." Hey, Wes, I have a permanent spell inactive all the time called Arcane Sight. It's basically I can see, uh, but it makes my eyes glow, which I didn't realize. So, man, Sophie's eyes are glowing. Um, <laughs> when he's not invisible. Yeah, when he's not invisible. It's basically to take magic as though you had spent three rounds at all times. At all times? At all times. It's permanent. It's oh, permanent man. Cast. Wow. Uh, the location of magical auras, uh, power of the aura functioning all that stuff it's just it's a normal spell but it was i had it made permanent oh that's very very cool uh i will try to remember that as we go but you don't pick up on anything in this room okay yeah actually because that gives me the ability to kind of show off every once in a while because uh there's some stuff that you always miss so that's cool right it's a like 60 feet it's quite a quite a distance is it really 60 feet even Uh, See. Typically, disp- our detect magic is like thirty, this but arcane sight one hundred and twenty feet. Excuse me, oh, one hundred and twenty feet. Cow. Yes. Whoa! Uh, Dang. All right. It's a third level spell, so it's but it, more powerful. But it's by magic, a foot but of would have seen that dragon coming. Yeah. So anything magical within one hundred twenty feet, all the aura, like as though I had already been uh, focusing for three rounds. 
Woo. That is so much fun. But no, you don't pick up on anything out inside this room. And I think everything's thick enough that it would block anything outside. After Hadassah makes the comments about the architects, um, Volantre turns and says, Do you recall how many were rumored to be here? Uh, Not quite. Um, But it makes sense, though. Um, Runeforge was never supposed to be a highly publicized place. So it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, made sure that builders or architects couldn't tell anybody about it. Did the rumors include whether or not they were, I don't know, magically enhanced to live forever? Are they going to come back or are they gone now that we've dispersed them? I have no idea, but let's not dilly-dally. That's fair enough. Belantre, do you want to continue forward? Sure. Um, first, how tall is this room? Uh, it's about 20 feet tall. Or, and it does have a ceiling? There's yeah. not like a hole or anything? Correct. All right. It's and domed to ceiling. Straight to the door. Um, and you said it was a double door closed? Yes. Okay. Um, before you open the door, Hadassah says, um, since the last double door we went through went so very well, um, perhaps let me try something before we go through this one. Double doors are where the dragons are. Always. <laughs> um, she walks over to the door and um, holds her hands up and just presses them against the door, at which point you may notice that she has some very worn fingerless gloves and she closes her eyes and um, she is for the next minute she can see and hear what is beyond the door oh Uh, wow that's cool these are gloves of reconnaissance they work this way (laughs) once per day and the barrier has to be five feet or less in thickness so all right, so the door would definitely qualify. You stand there for a minute, and there is nothing beyond the door. Okay. Uh, she steps back. If there is anything beyond this door, living or a danger to us, I can't sense it um, from here. So. Volantre shoves the door open. <laughs> or pulls it open, whichever way it goes. Uh, let's see. I think this one's going to shove open. It'll open out onto into this next area. And uh, when you enter this room, it has a large feeling of openness. It's like you can almost sense a breeze coming up from below you because you are standing on a bridge. And the bridge is actually kind of in a cross shape, almost like a plus sign. And uh, the legs of this plus sign point to like northwest, southeast, to those points on the cardinal direction. Because directly to the north, south, East and west is a curved wall. And on that curved wall are intricately carved bas relief. And they are gorgeous and they are full of detail. And each of them indicates something different. Then below the bas relief themselves are these hundreds of niches like dug out into the wall on each of the corners. And every one of those alcoves look like they are completely empty. And it stretches down into the darkness, probably 60 60 feet or more. Uh, There are hundreds of alcoves on each corner. So the bas-relief, the one to the east, 
shows a man holding a sprig of grapes and a loaf of bread. The one to the south, you see him with a block of cheese and a huge haunch of meat. To the west, you see someone holding a large platter of overflowing with sweets. And to the north, you see just a man standing there with his arms crossed, his mouth is in a wide, wide smile, and you see him grinning and displaying teeth that are filed to points. Well, that was really cool to the very end. <laughs> yeah. Now it's horrifying. <laughs> so you said the north is where Grinning Teeth Man is? Yes. And north is here where I'm pinging, which is yes. southeast if we're doing regular north. Right, right. Okay. <clears throat> is can we see the floor um below the bridge? Like No, you the... have a feeling that you would fall forever if you were to jump off the bridge. It just stretches into nothing. I f- jump off the bridge and fly down. Okay. It goes I, down fly. to I'm magical flying. Right, so. right. You go down about 200 feet. <laughs> okay. Just seeing if I can ever see a bottom. Yeah. And once I get, you know, probably like you said, 200 feet or so, I would come back up. Okay. Uh, you do, once you get down to about 200 feet, uh, you find a stone floor. Okay. Nothing special about the floor. No, okay. it's just, uh, you see, as you go down, you of course see more and more of these empty niches and alcoves. Okay. You're super okay. lucky. There wasn't some sort of magic dispelling field like right on the outside of this bridge. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, especially since the last will. place we went and got rid of all of our magical stuff. That's like, I wouldn't just jump into the darkness willy nilly. That's the confidence yeah. Valentre has. Yep. Uh, Wes, any magic anywhere? None of the doors open? Uh, no. Um, oh, you also see double doors to your left to your right and directly ahead. I'm thinking I should have saved those gloves of reconnaissance now. I, you never know. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You don't know. Um, Hadassah's going to go to that uh, middle section there and she's basically just going to turn and she's just basically studying the images one after the other. Um, Kind of like somebody in a museum, I guess. Sitting there, arms behind your back, making little noises. Uh, no, just quiet, but just kind of her eyes are taking in every detail. Um, Volantre sees this and he goes, would you like a closer look? And she says, oh, thank you, but that won't be necessary. I've, I have seen these images before. Before the Runeforge, um, they had they had similar statues in Gatash. Uh, they're supposed to represent the noble houses, the four highest noble houses of that region. This one, she points to the one in the east. This is to represent the house of Inib. Uh, they were amazing vintners and bakers. Um, she turns and then she says, oh, and, um, and this one, this was House Gorion, uh, cheesemakers, butchers, uh, they, it, she's pointing to the statue to the south and she turns to the west. This was Anstrin, confectionaries. 
sweets to blind any tooth. And then with obvious hesitation, and she turns to the last one, to the north. This, this was House Sheriok, known cannibals. Safi bumps Poe like an alien's. Hey, quit messing around. He's, he's looking over the edge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, don't do that when I'm looking at this horrible cannibal man. This is just not fair of you. It's like Dionysus that's part Tyrannosaurus Rex. well we have three choices do we go between the cheese and candy do we go between the bread and the cannibal or between the cannibal and the candies I vote cannibal and candies they both start with C's it's a good way to go I like like alliteration (laughs) me too it's fun Cannibal candies. Let's go forward, guys. Cannibal candies. Cannibal candies. Cannibal candies. And you and you can't do anything to this door here before we go through. I'm afraid I can only look through a barrier once per day. All right. Volantre goes up to the door. Um. Wait a minute. 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 And you hear flap, 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 flap. I want to perceive it before you do anything, Bucko. <laughs> Fine. Roll your perception. All right. Poe will roll his perception. perception. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. <laughs> well, they the doors look safe. Well, the room that, you just revealed behind it does not. That's, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> that's bloody awful. How does it sound? It sounds safe. What about the smell? It smells. You don't really smell much. It is a very thick door. What if I stick my nose down to the crack between the bottom of the door and the the ground? Did I mention how great these builders are? (sighs) You did, actually, earlier in the episode. I'm pretty sure you said that it was magnificently built. Right. Yeah, that uh, (laughs) the sarcophagi don't scrape the floor even though they're tight, and these doors do the same. It's like a refrigerator door. Nothing gets in or out. Looks like well, the whole Blue Man group got hit by a Mack truck in there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. Well, that's well, the last time I do that early. All right. <laughs> so at this point, Valentre barges into the room, reckless and with great abandon. And beyond it is just a very large hexagon of a room. And yes, there are lots and lots and lots of dead bodies. Uh, And they look like the Blue Man Group because they are all dressed in blue robes. If Hadassah had a chance to tell you, she would mention that these bodies all match the people she knew and recognized in the Abjurant Halls. Uh, a match the people I knew in the Abjurant Halls. There you go. And (laughs) Uh, it's a really easy knowledge arcana check. You would notice that these bodies represent the work of a very skilled necromancer. As in they've uh, been brought back to life or life has been taken from them by a necromancer? As in after they die, they've been cut up, dissected, and harvested by a necromancer. Uh, I see. Okay. Yep. And there are doors to the north and, well, a single door to the north and a single door to the south. Are there six bodies, or is that just convenient on the map? Uh, I think it's convenient to the map because there are actually 15.
13 bodies okay. laid out and desecrated. We just killed six mummies, six bodies on the map. I'd uh, see right. if there was an yeah. association I was, there. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, God, did those, were those mummies like mentally linked to these people? Oh, we God. killed them by accident. <laughs> Maybe I should have rewritten, rewrote everything so that Yikes. would be the case, but no. But remind boring, boring remind me which hall we went down. Is this the gluttony? Is yeah, right? ravenous, ravenous crypts. Okay. So you said door to the north and door to the south. Correct. Volantre goes left to the well, sorry, not door to the north. I guess that's uh, southwest, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting your cardinal directions according to the map. It's north and south. Yeah. It's actually southwest. Volantre hangs a left and goes to that uh, that door there and. <laughs> To the door to your left. Since Poe ha and Hadassah both have shown a lot of caution at the last two doors, mm -hmm. Volantre takes a little bit of caution to perceive <laughs> if there's anything going on with this door before he just shoves it open. Uh, it looks like a door. Okay. If you, wanna, magic in here? if you want, you can give me a perception check. No magic in here. Okay, well, um, that is a 42. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Uh, the door whispers secret nothings to you. All right. <laughs> it's actually nothing. But Volantre just pushes on the door then and opens it. Okay. Uh, opens up into a hallway. It is five feet wide. It breaks off to your right. And it looks like it opens into a larger room as you walk around. Continuing on. All right. So when you actually go into the room itself, it is a little bit of a U-shape sort of reminiscent of the symbol of gluttony. Uh, and it is a very large research room, well stocked. Uh, it has plenty of supplies in here for doing various types of research, probably on how farts smell in a potion bottle, something to that effect. Uh, you, there are also several books. Um, they weigh about 100 pounds, but if you're able to take them out, uh, they could be worth up to 400 gold. But if you use them to do a knowledge check and you take the time to use the books to do the studying, you can get a bonus to knowledge religion for referencing undead. So Droth was right behind Volantre before he moved his token on the map. Volantre turns to Droth and says, we're here for something. Do you think it's in here? Well, we're here to find an object of magic. Isn't that right, Hadassah? Yes. These books could be magical. Safi, do you see anything magical in here? And Droth will also start casting Detect Magic. Do I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one can hear your head shake, Wes. Well, I was hoping Matt would just say it, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd... I guess I don't really feel anything in here either. It's probably not these books, but Droth is interested in them. He'll just skim through them real quick. Anything of note, like any book that pops out at me is maybe ancient, rare. Oh, they're all ancient. They're all rare. And they are all extremely skilled within the necromantic practice. It's also but Thessalonian, right? Nice. Yeah, it's probably everything would be written in Thessalonian. Is there any book that's particularly worn, like more so than the others? Like it's been used over and over and over? No, it looks more like hastily scribbled notes of a researcher. Okay. Um, can I read through some of those notes, pick up on anything? Can you read Thessalonian? I should be able to, yeah. Thessalonian is one of my languages. You picked it up. Then, yeah, you could read a few things here and there and pick yeah. up a passage or two. Droth is going to. Hadassah can help. Very cool, yeah. So 
with a good language check, we ought to be able to read at least a good amount. I can speak Thessalonian and cool. read. Like, yeah. So we've like, got it. We got everyone can do it. This is yeah, just like speaking yeah. common now. What right. about me? <laughs> do you speak Thessalonian, Poe? No. All right, then we'll tell you what it says. And lie. <laughs> Poe will just make puns with the words we're saying out loud. <laughs> and then you take the frog and you dissect the frog, and that's <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. It's a toad, what a, not a frog. <laughs> what do the notes say, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> Their research on the undead. I don't have anything more specific than that. So that All just right, means so Droth now gets a plus wanna, to Necromancer. Yeah, if you want, checks. if he uses the books to study them, you have to go back and reference them. Uh, you don't just get magically the knowledge bonus. If you want to make something up about something you read in here, you certainly can. But cool. the notes themselves don't have anything very specific. Cool. Then I guess we'll just continue moving towards the back of the room. Uh, is that a door in the north corner? Uh, no, uh, it is a stone wall. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a door too. I'm sorry. North corner. Yes, that is a door leading to the northwest. Sorry. Directly across from the door is a stone wall. Ah. So we've gone through three doors with no problems. Volantre just goes to this door and pushes it. (laughs) (laughs) No point in wasting the time Uh, to check. Why wait? That's what I always say when I play. This door opens up into a five-foot-wide corridor. As you walk down the corridor, it breaks off to your right once, and you see a row of urns along that row. And then just directly beyond that original corridor is another row of urns that breaks off to the right. Each of those urns are about big enough for a human body to be like crouched in. Like if you kind of like shoved them in and they were kind of in a fetus type shape. This is bringing back Dark Souls memories. Right? It looks like a bathroom. I thought these were chamber uh, you're, pots. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, on the map, they absolutely look like chamber pots, but they're uh, just, you know, canopic jars, pretty right. much, but larger, for large enough to hold a human body. Do they have human bodies in them, or are they empty? So you open one up? Mm-hmm. Droth well, will open sealed. up this first. They're what sealed. are you doing? What the hell? No, they're sealed, okay. <laughs> Droth is definitely checking out this one over here. Oh, no. We're like, without waiting on anyone, he's like yeah. wanting to poke and prod it, open it up. Uh, and Hadassah's rolling her eyes at the back, like, <laughs> who are these people? Yeah, she's yeah. lived for okay. so long. Yeah, and she's, she's just kind of following a- along, waiting for something to try to kill them, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right? she can help. Uh, so, Droth, you pull the jar, the top off the jar, and it's actually empty. It doesn't even smell dead anymore. Just fresh air. Sure. <laughs> Probably some preservation fluid at the bottom, but at this point, it's so old and it's kind of worn out. Gotcha. He'll walk the entirety of this hallway. Anything look out of the ordinary between all these, or are they all pretty much the same? Pretty much all the same, but give me a perception check just for funsies. That's a pretty good roll. Uh, 30 total. I rolled a 15. Hmm. Exactly a 30. I love that number because behind the third canopic canopic jar, you notice the wall behind it is a little, you see a small crack, maybe a door or uh, a little niche in the wall, but it's well, very well hidden. You just barely caught it out of the corner of your eye as you were looking around. The Droth will pull the urn down then, and like, is the space big enough to step into, or is it more like a hole in the wall? 
Okay. Yeah, it's large enough. It's about five feet wide. I figure if they can uh, hold a crouching roughly. body, probably. But. Yeah, they're they're pretty wide. So you pull the jar out of the space. You kind of walk back there, and you definitely pick out a secret door. What? Hey, Volantre, I've got another door for you to come bust down. <laughs> <laughs> I love my how way. it's like, let's call Volantre to break down the door instead of calling the rogue to come, like, carefully open the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. What rogue? We've, we've had bad experience <laughs> with our rogue opening doors and sneaking through stuff, so we've abandoned all thought of that. Fair, fair. Uh so the d- secret door opens up into this little five foot by 10 foot c- smaller room, almost like a broom closet behind everything. And there's a door to your right. That would be the southeast. I turn back. Droth, there's another door. Just open it. You're fine. And I continue <laughs> forward. Okay. Droth is right behind him. Uh, when you open that door, it is oh a broom God. closet. It is just a little five foot by five foot space. Is there anything in here? Runes, items on the wall, something like a hole in the ceiling, anything like that? All right. Give me a perception check. Droth is looking too. He doesn't trust the entry at this point. Uh, <laughs> 33. 33. So even before yeah. Droth can get up to the front, the entry, you see another secret door at the back of the broom closet. Oh my God. And I'm just going to bust through the secret door. Safi's just pushing Hadassah. Let's go. Let's go. Poe is on Droth's heels. The door opens, Volantre. Oh and you see a very large research room, and it has that disinfectant smell inside of it. Uh, you can smell the formaldehyde and the chemicals used to work with dead bodies. All the way on the opposite side of the room, you see two work tables. And on each work table is a dead body that is being sewn together, put together from different varying parts. To the left is this little table that looks like a researcher could work at it and take notes. To the right is a little bit of an alcove. Standing in that alcove is a very tall, white-skinned creature with a broken open rib cage. It's about 10 feet tall, 10 feet wide. It's a large creature. Oh no. And it looks very, very unhappy. And it stands there meekly staring at a creature that looks like it's been dead for 50,000 years, not just 10. And with that dry, bony, gravelly voice, it turns around to speak to you. And you notice that this red-robed, undead creature with a skeleton head is holding a needle and a thread. And it looked like he was just about to dive in, sewing on the left arm of one of those creatures on the work table. Turns around, looks at you. Ah, I've been expecting you. Please, all of your friends, come in and let's talk. I have many questions for you. This seems like a bad idea. I don't think it's you who should be asking questions. Ah, but I have been here for a very, very, very long time. And I want to know what happened. To Thassalon. When I came down here, there was a great cataclysm on its way. Did Thassalon survive? 
No. That is very unfortunate. So, if Thassalon fell, which of the Rune Lords gain control and rules above? None of them. That is impossible! And he throws the uh, needle and thread down. I have felt the presence, seen the return of at least one. Tell me, who is it? And then he sees the bronze-skinned, kind of glittering person standing behind you. Ah, I see, Hadassah, you have come to visit me again. Please, tell Azavan a brand new story. I have nothing to say to you. Oh, but last time you were here, you were quite the chatty one. What has changed? I find I do better on my own. There's no company here in the Runeforge that I care to keep. What about us? I mean, I feel like we're <laughs> that's forming a friendship, and that's I mean, really not okay. You seem to have insulted your new friends. Please, why don't you take the time to introduce them to me, and I will introduce you to Ian. She says, it's because of these good people I realize that I don't need the company of the likes of you. That is insulting. Good. It was meant to be. Droth pokes Poe. She said we were good. I mean, Who? she's smart, Who? so I mean, she figured it out. You know, we're pretty Who? awesome. Who is this? <laughs> so what do I know about this person? Not much. Nothing's really come back to you. He seems to know you more than you know him. Well, she's not going to tell him that, and she's not going to tell them that while she's in his presence. So she's, she's going to keep playing it off. Smart. Wicked smart. Yeah. So if I have this right, there is no rune lord controlling the land above. Yes. No, no, I mean, no, there, no, there's not. There's not. No. Very yes. well. Yes, you were right. It seems that it is time for Azavan to return to the surface and exert his rule upon Thassalon and bring back the glory of that empire. No. You're going to have to make it through <laughs> us first, pal. <laughs> ah, I have much to learn from you. I will extract all the information I need from your dead bodies. Can we just talk about this? I mean, do I have to... No, I don't do this. Ian, do your thing. Make them pay. Roll initiatives. Oh, is Ian no. the big one or the little one? Ian is the big one. The tall, white one. creature with a split open rib cage. Oh, I love God. the name Ian for this, like, giant, basically. Right? <laughs> he looks like an ice giant. <laughs> yeah, it's like nine letters to get to Ian, but that's what it sounds like. Uh, Droth. <laughs> Droth rolled a total of 19 for his initiative. Alrighty. Uh, Safi. 19. Okay, okay. Hadassah. Nine. Nine? As a no? Um, hop along, Poe. 14. 14. Oh, this is going to be a great fight for me. Uh, Volantre. Cut Poe's number in half. Stop I, it. I can't do that. Seven? Seven. I rolled no, a one. Didn't. Are you kidding me? Oh. No. 
You know what's horrible is that's what I rolled for you as well. I don't even have to change the number. I'm just going to hit the resort button here and let's see what happens. Oh, look at that. He has surprised you. The creature in front of you, the leech, is going first. Azavan is going to start casting some spells and you can't react because you have not gone yet. Uh, let's see, Volantre, you're there in front, so he's going to cast a spell on you. Give me a fort save. Not bad. Um, 29. That is a very, very good roll and a very, very good thing you rolled that high. Because otherwise, you would have taken 140 points of damage. <gasps> oh, that's just gross. Oh, 140? God. Wow. Instead, you will take 28 points of damage. That's a lot better. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a lot better. Right? Uh, Matt, would you like to tell them what spell that was? Sounds like a symbol of death. Yeah, finger of death is what it's called in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he'll snap his fingers and he casts another spell because he can do that. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's like he zips to his right by two feet then he like centers again and he zips to his left by another two feet it's like his image is just jumping all over the place as if he was displaced did he cast blur uh, blur no, no much better no. than blur displacement displacement yeah 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 all right safi you're up next all right so i'm looking at our how we're set up in the hallways i it looks like I can't even see into the room because I haven't got back there. Is this accurate? Mm -hmm. That's How, probably that it. It's okay. a tiny ass space that this creature is in and Volantre's blocking the door and Droth right behind him. And then it's just like a line of creatures going out the back door. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Congo into yeah. death. Uh, however, uh, uh, you actually ask a good question. While this conversation was going on, if you guys wanted to kind of move into the room, you can or you could stay where you're at. It's really up to you. I'm just gonna hold a one-time movement right now at the beginning of your turn to place I, yourself where you want to be. Definitely don't want to go in the front, so I'm just gonna hold for now. Just really? saying, Volantre was not going to let anyone go beyond the square that he is in. He was oh, not really? stepping forward any, and anyone who attempted to was going to be pushed back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I love it. So Hadassah has moved directly behind you now. So Hadassah is standing between you and Droth. I love that move. All right, Droth, you're up next. So Droth will immediately start inspiring courage, and then he's going to cast haste on all of us. Oh, yeah, and everybody gets it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> First time Even ever. Ian. <laughs> oh, no. You included Ian, right? <laughs> no. Ian. He's, what a, he's close enough. He's not my Courage friend. and haste. Not yet. <sighs> not yet. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, I feel like that could be a movie. My big friend Ian. <laughs> it just it's sounds like, like a movie Harold name. Maud. Yeah. yeah. Like one of those lazy 2010 movie names. Oh, I love it. Uh, anything else, Droth? No, that's the end of his turn. Love that. All I mean, right, everyone's so tasted Ian. and inspired, so that's good. Ian is going to take a step forward, and he is going uh, to attack Volantre beyond that door. Volantre, are you ready for this? Yeah. As ready as Volantre is going to be. <laughs> Giant claws reach out 
to attack you, and I can't add this number for some reason. I th think it's a 33. Hold on, am let me I, get my calculator out. Am I considered flat-footed since they've gone before me? You are. Okay. Yeah, because of uh, you have not acted this round yet. Even, you know, though we had a conversation and it was a hostile being and all that stuff. Sway combat works, baby. We're changing shoes. Yeah, that hits, doesn't it? 33? Yeah. 33 does hit my flat-footed AC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that is just going to be a mere 12 points of damage. However, you feel your life energy drain from you when he hits you. Those claws just rake across you and pulls. It's like you feel the cold as your life and just the energy leaves your body. You have one negative level. It's temporary. Blue dragon, your life force is running out. Yes. So oh, 12 points of damage and one negative level to my Eidolon. Sure. That's a good question. You and your Eidolon are the same creature. They are. So The uh, negative level goes to the Eidolon, if I'm all not right. mistaken. Uh, okay. Everything I've looked at, it does. All right. You know it better than I do, probably, at this point. Think. I'll so, look it up later, but... Back in the days of 3.0 and 3.5, if you got a negative level, it was real bad. Uh, you'd lose spells. It was spells the worst. You literally de-leveled. Yes. Now, with Pathfinder, you are you feel your life essence drain, but it's just a minus one, I think, to all of your basic rolls, or minus two to all of your basic rolls. It's a minus and one you lose five, five hit, points. hit points, and it applies to both your current as well as your max, so you can't heal up anymore. Beyond. It's a kinder, kinder, gentler soul suck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it still sucks. It's yeah. not great, uh, but it could be a lot worse. All right. That brings us to Hopalong Poe. Hopalong Poe will pinch the back of Droth's leg. Droth? Yeah. Can you make me invisible? Yeah, I can. Okay. Bef Droth, what? before that happens, give me a knowledge religion roll. I was gonna ask that after you, you know, I said end of my turn, but uh, that is not a great roll. Doesn't need to be great. That is gonna be a twenty-four total. Yeah, it's plenty. You get one bit of information. This creature is known as a devourer. Okay, devourer. Yes, uh, they're nasty, nasty creatures. You also know they have an ability called blind fight. Okay, I was going... I guess I can't ask more than that then. Okay. I'm going to take my turn next. Can you, can you tell Very me cool. subtype? Am I aware of what a devourer is? Undead. Undead? Is it a giant? Yeah. Giant undead? Uh, it is large size. It but it does not, not have the subtype, subtype of... Yeah, it's okay. just an undead. Poe, I don't think that's a good idea. If, if I turn you invisible, I don't think it'll make a difference in this fight. This thing is a... Uh, I think they call them devourers. It could probably still see you. Ew. Well, I'm reading Blind Fight. It's not, not that they can see. Yeah. They just get a chance to re-roll if they miss because of concealment. But they also get no advantages related to hitting them in combat. So they don't like, they're not flat-footed and that sort of thing. Gotcha. So it, it could still be helpful, but I just wanted you to be aware, make a, uh, a knowledgeable decision. Sure. Like, I'm kind of envisioning this thing as a mutant version of, like, the 
the creepy guy from Pan's Labyrinth with like the oh, the, hand, yeah. the, the, the hands, hands. <gasps> yeah, the, yeah. It, yeah, I would imagine the skin and everything around yeah. it looks very, very similar. That's crazy. Uh, it's this broken up rib cage that really has me creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> Poe, if you still want me to make you invisible, let me know now. I'm letting you know now. Okay, I will as soon as I can. <laughs> okay. All right, Just so, curious. So, Poe, you are holding. I'm holding. That will bring us to Safi, because Safi wants to go next. Yeah, I'm going to cast uh, Moment of Greatness. It's that thing that you can sacrifice, or you have the ability of a Moment of Greatness that you can double one of your uh, rolls with your enhancement. So we've got all got a plus three, so for one roll you can make it a plus six. That's it. Everybody's within range. A plus six is really nice, though. It is. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's twice as three, yeah. It can, uh, it can make a big, big difference. That means, Hadassah, you're up next. If Hadassah tries to move past Volantre, is he going to let her? I don't think he has a choice. He can't stop you. Okay. Yeah, not at this point. We're in fight just before the fight. I was stopping. Okay. Um, alrighty. Um, she is going to move forward and actually, no, she's going to cast shield first. Ah, wicked smart. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. All right so, she so you has have a little bit of yeah. AC bonus. Anything else? Let's see. Um, I will move forward though. Uh, I'm gonna cast shield, and then once that's in place, I'll move forward. Uh, is there any way to get like around around him? Yes. So just above him, there's this little like alcove. I'm gonna treat that as a full space. Okay. Can I go there? Will that work? Ooh, that's going to incur a lot of attacks of opportunity. Uh, you, for that okay. move, you will get one attack of opportunity, and that's it. Okay, I'm just going to stay here then. And... Okay. You move in. Well, actually. So that, does he not have reach? Because that would be one he does. He has reach, yeah. Okay. He does. You're already going to get that attack of opportunity. Adam is correct. So if you want to move over there, you can. Yeah, if I'm going to take it anyway, then um, let's just go ahead and do that. That is another 33. Will a 33 hit? Your buffed up AC. The shield is what, a plus five? Is that right? It's usually four. Is it four? Plus four? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes, it hits. <laughs> it just hits. Uh, that means you take 16 points of slashing damage and you gain one negative level. Is there a saving throw for the negative level? No. Okay. There okay. is no saving throw. It is a temporary <laughs> negative level. Uh, for now. All right, that brings us to Valintre. <clears throat> so Valintre just got hit pretty hard. Saw a magic guy kind of disappear. So the first thing he's going to do is he casts a spell and... Are you going to cast defensively? Oh, the magic guy disappeared? I did not catch mm. that. Didn't disappear. I, I missed that too. He's oh, okay. He just, he just displaced. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will go ahead and cast defensively for this spell because I am within melee range of this creature. So, of course, I'm going to cast defensively. And I rolled a two. And if you lose the spell, plus 20 versus DC 25. Oh, you lost the spell. It's gone. Poof. So I'm going to actually spend a hero point. There we go. 
to re-roll <laughs> that dice. Yeah, this we was were just five, talking. This was a level five spell. Yeah, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna burn that HP. That's an eleven versus DC there we twenty-five. Go. <laughs> okay. Wait. Oh, plus here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what I have just done? It's a one-action spell. I have cast Hungry Pit. Again, directly where this creature is at. Uh, which creature? The the big Ian guy or yeah, Azvan? Ian. Ian. Well, I mean, yeah, because he's ten foot by ten foot. The pit is ten foot by ten foot and thirty feet deep. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna treat that as a full space right now. Okay, so he needs a reflex save. I give him a reflex save. I'm sure as an undead, his reflex is just amazing. It is. Uh, it's 21. DC 22 reflex. Oh. That means he fell in the pit. Uh-huh. And now he takes 4d6 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, sorry, that's the normal. They take falling damage as normal. He fell 30 feet, but he's 10 foot tall, so I don't know what that falling damage is. It'd still be 30 feet of damage because it's at his feet. Uh, okay. So 30 feet, that's going to be 2d6. How much damage is it? Um, 10 points of bludgeoning damage for the pit encompassing him. Okay. And at this point, he has to have a climb DC of 35 to get out. All right. Hadassah doesn't Um, have to make a check, does she? Unfortunately, Hadassah needs to also make a reflex save, and it is against the same thing, DC 22. She is on the edge, so it's uh, DC 20 then. Or plus two if you want to add it to her or whatever. You said DC 20? She makes it. Okay. (laughs) Here's the bad thing. Uh, The pit opens up beneath the creature. Oh, no. And he's still standing there. Was he flying? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Would I have noticed him flying before I cast the spell? I didn't ask No, no. He, he, uh, he, He trudged over. But he's got it on him. If Hadassah had to make a save, so does what's-his-name, because he's standing on the edge, too. They're all living on the edge. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Either plus two to his reflex or (laughs) DC 20, whatever you want to say on that. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 However, Uh Azavan might be feeling like a fool. (laughs) He can displace himself right in that hole. Uh, I'm going to heal up my Ian. But, I mean, I hope somebody named Ian is listening right now and then perks up every time he hears his name. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh. Because oh, yeah. I hate it when that happens, but it it makes me giggle to think that's what's going on right now. Um, there we are. Reflex save. Azavan is in the pit, and I know he's not flying. Oh, my God. <laughs> One out of two ain't bad. But not the one I wanted. (laughs) No, but it's the better one. I will tell you that. All right. How much damage does Azavan take? Do I need to roll again or do you just want what I had originally? Just roll what you had before. Uh, It was 10 points of bludgeoning damage. That's falling damage or is that just from the pit? The pit itself is the hungry pit. So it's constantly trying to consume him and it's doing bludgeoning on top of that. Gotcha. Uh, I'm assuming that damage is on my round, right? Yeah. Go ahead and uh, roll falling damage. And what was the falling damage? 3d6? Yeah. I rolled three fours in a row. That's 12 points of falling damage. 12 points of falling damage. (laughs) He gets to the bottom and you hear a bone crack. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! 
I broke my hip. I'm falling <laughs> and I can't get up. Oh my God. I think my leg is broken. Let me try it. Oh, it is. Oh, no. I'm very hurt. I'm very hurt. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, man. Oh, this was a very suspenseful fight, and now it's not. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else, Volantre? Yeah, Volantre is going to move, and he's going to move to flank onto the other side of the creature with Hadassa. If that invokes say, an attack of opportunity, he's going to take it. Okay, yeah. Uh, show me where you're moving. Well, I'm guessing... Um, evil dude who broke his hip is in the pit so he's not where he's actually located at right correct he's like right here i'm gonna move i'll him be down going to where he was at uh that actually will not provoke because you did not leave a threat square? square you okay. moved within the threatened space i might be getting 5e confused with this yeah i think you are because every time you go into a threat square you end up attacking right. so you left a threatened square right. entered another and it's just one. one move so you yeah, only get attacked the one time, however, you are no longer flat-footed. I rolled lower than last time, so he will miss. I do that all the time. Good It is so easy to do. <laughs> Anything else, Falanche? No, you ruined my turn because I cast defensively. I was going to do something completely different. I you ruined your turn, it sounds like. I'm just Wait a minute. <laughs> cast defensively. It just provokes Oh, that's right. You, had, you used a hero point, and now you're good. Yeah. Love it. And then... Yeah. Awesome. All right, so now it is uh, Azavan's turn, and you hear him casting a spell, and then he shoots straight up out of the pit, and it begins floating at the top of the ceiling. How, which and direction? He, did, where, where, what square did he shoot up through? Um, I think it would have been this one down here. Okay. I think he's smart enough to stay out of that attack of opportunity area. He is a brilliant necromancer. Um, And then he will quickly cast one more spell. He snaps his fingers and he looks at Volantre, none too happy. And I am going to probably need to roll a touch attack for this one. Just out of curiosity, did Hadassah, does Hadassah get an attack of opportunity as he goes by? No. Because he's, unless you're large and have a 10 foot reach. If you have 10 foot reach, yes. Sadly, no. All right. So the necromancer's casting a touch spell? Yes. Is he big? It is a, um. That'd be range touch. It would have to be a range touch. You are exactly right. I don't have my setup yet because you messed me up, Casey. Uh. It's got a couple of them, though. Um. I think he is going to in that case cast a medium range spell and Casey I will need you to give me a fortitude save I don't, I don't like think this. it's going to be a problem Did he cast uh, defensively? 21? Uh, doesn't have to he doesn't have to he's uh, up at the ceiling apart gotcha. away from everyone gotcha, else gotcha, gotcha. and it's a quickened spell so they don't uh, oh, yeah. they don't doesn't, nope. provoke Quick anyway yeah. um, and he's actually not in that square he's actually down here in this one he just went straight up in that area okay you rolled a 21. I did. You can no longer see. You're blinded. Oh, no. <gasps> Gross. Why am I always blind? <laughs> because you rip uh, uh, things for 150 points of damage around. 
and they realize it. They're like, no, let's make him blind so they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he fell into a pit because of you. He's really unhappy with you, Vondre. <laughs> I will say that right off. Uh, that will bring us to Droth. I think... Uh... Oh, I thought I thought uh, Sophie went ahead of me, but I guess he held earlier. I right. held. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Droth will turn over to Poe uh, and cast Greater Invisibility. Poe, be very careful. <laughs> be very careful. Uh, these are not normal enemies. Uh, what do you mean? They're very strong. I can sense a lot of magic coming. Droth, from I killed there. a dragon. Okay, be careful. <laughs> For everyone. <laughs> you gonna throw a whole belt of fireballs in that room and kill I all mean, our friends? Or? I definitely still <laughs> have like one. Eight months old, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so he has cast greater invisibility. He is going to continue inspiring courage. That is all he can do for this turn. Alrighty, uh, that means it is now Ian's turn. And in order to hover, he has to actually succeed at a fly check. Which he knows he cannot pass. Uh, so he is going to then fly over here, which is going to be probably go up and over Volantre and then land on the tab- work tables in the back. And you hear Azavan say, watch my work. <clears throat> and then uh, Volantre, that and Hadassah, it will provoke from both of you. 27. Uh, the hit. Roll damage. Can I add the extra plus three on this damage? Or is it just attack? I'm sorry, I missed it. What was it? The extra plus bonus. Is that also on two damage rolls, or is that just attack rolls and saving throws? From? Pure moment of greatness. I think it's just... It's just, it's just uh, the d20 roll. The d20 roll. Okay, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, 27 points of damage. Okay. And Hadassah? Um, she hits a 33. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Good. <laughs> it's a large creature. Its AC is... <laughs> Can I use Vital Strike on this? Uh, n- no. Okay. Vital Strike is a specific standard action. All right. Just checking. I hadn't gotten to play with that one before, so I was sure. Yeah, I've had to look that up before. Uh, I remember a forum. It is a specific attack. It basically replaces full attack action. And if any listener out there has a resource that says differently, let me know on the Discord. I love to respond to how I got things wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, as as he flies over, she just sweeps her falchion up and uh, tags him for 28 points of damage. Nice. <laughs> None too happy. All right. Uh, however, he is still standing, and now he takes his attack on... Ah, hell. Make it Volantre. You're blind. You're flat-footed. You can't see him. You have... Unless you're blindsight or whatever, but... Oh, here we go. Miss. Because I rolled <laughs> awesome. Uh, Safi. Uh, I'm going to move through around beside over Poe in front of Droth, which is... I, I don't know how it works in Pathfinder. I can't remember. That would be double movement in most things. I have a movement of 50, but when I get to that point, I'm going to enact an ability I have, which is allows me to, quote, teleport. But I can use it, you know, 10 feet per level per day and pop right over beside Volantre 
As a free action, I will take a chug off of my mug, which is like the uh, the wizard ability to reclaim any spell a day. Uh, oh, like cool. the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's my... Uh, or it's, I can't think of what it's called. Anyway, I can, I can recall any spell a day. Um, and I am going and I can make any spell that I want to. So I'm going to recall a spell and make it uh, remove blindness. And Ooh, tap Volantre yeah. on the butt and cures blindness. On the butt. I'm invisible also, by the way. <laughs> Volantre invisible. loves um, having a cleric in the party. I bet you too. Can I read you later? Pretty heavy. It's okay. No, you kill it. It's okay. Fine. We'll do this later. (laughs) Invisible Safi to the rescue. First he's blind, then he's not. (laughs) All right. That was what? 5, 10, 15, 25 feet? Yeah, roughly. Hadassah and Poe, you are holding. So you let me know when you want to go. Are you ready to go first? I am ready to go. All right. Let's go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Alicia. Hop along, Poe. That's fine. What do you do? All right, Droth. Excuse me, buddy. Excuse me. Excuse You're excused. Me. Yeah, go. Hey, don't forget. Squeal. Add extra damage. My singing that you can't hear me doing right now, but I'm singing. I haven't heard you sing. I'm singing. I you get extra believe damage. you then. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and Poe will squeeze around his best buddy, Droth, and he will flap, flap, flap up to the little doorway, and then he's going to stick himself up on the wall and put him about right there. All right. Uh, we're actually going to put you on the inside if that's okay. But you're up the wall. Mm-hmm. All righty. And you are invisible. I am. All right. Anything else? No. Thank you. You're just moving into position right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm scoping things out. Looking for my... All right. Yeah. That means now we're on to Hadassah. There is an invisible Safi in front of you. There is a an invisible Poe above you. You don't know either one of them are there. <laughs> Except maybe you heard Safi go, oh, good job. <laughs> um, so, all right. Can I get through Safi to attack the thing? Uh, you might be able to stand on this corner right next to Poe and still attack. If I, I fly over Safi, can I get to the thing? If you can fly, absolutely. Then you can fly above Safi. All right. Well, I have a really fun item called Celestial Armor, which allows me to fly uh, once per day. Ooh. Yeah. I want that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard we about all. well, I've heard about celestial armor, but I've never had a character with enough gold to get it. So, uh, <laughs> so all right. So she is going to activate the flying feature of her celestial armor, and she's going to fly over Safi, and um, she is going to go after this thing with power attack and vital strike. Confident. Can I take an attack of opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Poker with your staff. <laughs> I believe you can fly. So another really cool item that I have never gotten to play with before is a falchion with its extended critical range and keen on top of that. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I rolled a 16, which lands okay. in that range. So I'm right, right. hitting this thing. Did, yeah. It's got a hit still. Yep. Um. Does... Does a 37 hit? Oh my god, yeah. Nice, confirm it. Let's confirm it. 
I hope Adam got those crits ready with this falchion out. Now, here's yeah. a good question. Can you yeah. add the plus six to the confirm? That would be pretty cool. I would guess so. Well, without any additions, um, I confirmed at a 34. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, Hadassah, the yeah. crit machine. Okay. Let's so. see what we get for you. So it doubles the morale bonus of one roll or one check. So it wouldn't be the critical confirmation, just for future reference. Gotcha. You know what? You know what? I'm going to be a dick. All right. Oh, no. We will find out what crit that was. Oh, hate you, hate you, hate you. We'll leave it oh, on an awesome cliffhanger. Uh, this is a good what crit. What will too. Alicia do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> write man. it down. Write it down. Make sure you make note of what this is going to be. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Rocks and Rune Lords is a production of Back Patio Network. Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder are property of Paizo. This episode of Rocks and Rune Lords is brought to you by Roll20. Be sure to check them out on Roll20.net. You can follow us on Twitter at BackPatioNet, and this is probably the fastest way to reach us. Check out our website at BackPatioNetwork.com where you can find all of our other podcasts, lots of awesome posts, and a couple of short stories, fan artwork, and plenty of other awesome things. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. In fact, there is a link in the episode description. So go there, click it. It's easy. We would love it. It helps us out a whole bunch, and it would be great to spread the word. If you want to get to know us a little bit better or meet some awesome folks, join up on our Discord. We have a lot of really great folks in there that just love to talk gaming and just hobbies in general. We, we have a lot of fun. So come on in, hang out, and meet some great people. This is Adam, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheRealSimzo. The Poe Show, the Poe Show, the Poe Show, the Poe Show.